Alright, how are you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're starting off Mem Zayin, that 47 of Mesel Tegin, friends. Friends, today we're going to learn two Mishnais, um, both talking about selling. One first one talks about selling yourself. The second um, uh, Mishnah talks about selling your field. Without further ado, we're going to start on that Mem Vav Amud Beis, about 10 lines from the bottom. Amoches Atzmoves Bonov Kuchavim. Ho ho, a fellow sells himself and his uh, children to Oivde Kechovim, Ein Poden also, we don't uh, redeem him, you don't uh, 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 ransom him, we don't buy him back. Ava Poden is Abonim, Lachem Isa Savien. But um, we, um, but we can um, purchase back the um, children after their father um, dies. Okay, after the father dies, we can purchase back the children. It says the Gemara, Amr Vasi says, Now this is if it's a serial seller. Meaning if the guy sells himself, you know, maybe he's very poor, let's say, and he has no choice but to sell himself into servitude. So we, so we try to get him back. But if we get him back, and he does an achamo, we get him back, he does it, dritmo? Dritmo. Why not? Why not? Three times? <laughs> So if he does it a third time, the guy keeps on doing it. So we say, all right, you know what? Go to Wellwood and we'll, we'll, we'll buy back your children. Um, fine. So Anu Bnei Bei Mirsei, there were these people in a place called Bei Mirsei, the Yaz Fezuzim Yovdei Kuchovim, that they borrowed money from Yovdei Kuchovim. Velo havu luhulim ifreinu, and they did not have the funds to pay back the Yovdei Kuchovim in Bei Mirsei. Asu v'kogai beluhu. And the people of Bemirse were coming to collect these people, right? The Ovdekuchovim and Bemirse, they were coming to collect these uh, uh, borrowers who were unable to pay back. Also, the Kame to Rufuna, they came before Rufuna, Amalu, and Rufuna said to them, right? As I said the other day, right? That, that, that's, that's the, uh, that's the sort of, Malasot. Uh, Malasot. Um, so Rufuna says, Malasot. The Tanan, we learn in the Mishnah, Mochres Atzmoves Bonov Lovdei Kuchovim, fellow sells himself and his children to Lovdei Kuchovim, Impodin also, we don't, we don't redeem him. Malasot. Omer Le Rebab, Rebab says to Rufuna, Limaditene Rabbeinu, but you taught us, Vushimacho Vishon Vishilesh. But that's Davka if he's a serial seller, not if it happens once. Omer Le Anim Rada Urgile Davdei Achi, to which Rufuna says, I know, I know. This is not the first time that these people got themselves into such a predicament. Um, so, Malasot. A certain fellow sold himself to cannibals. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that sounds risky. <laughs> Certain fellows sold themselves to cannibals. Also, the Kami Durbami. Now he comes before Abami. Omerle Pirkan. He says, Abami, uh, can you get me out of this? <laughs> okay, Omerle Abami says to him, Well, let's see. Tanan, we learn in our uh, Mishnah. The fellow sells himself and his kindelach to Ovdekhov. Ain Poldin Oso. So we don't uh, purchase, we don't buy him back. Aval Poldin as Abonim. But we do. Uh, you know, get back the children, uh, says the Gosabach Lacham, he says, after the father dies, Mishum Kokula, 
because, um, you know, to try to help out the kids. Meaning, you have a father who's a serial seller. He keeps selling himself to over, himself to over the Yichabim. Well, as long as he's alive and he's with the kids, so he can give, uh, you know, give him a chanich the, uh, the kids. You know, he can give them a Yiddish chinuch. He can teach them properly. But once he's in Wellwood, so now what's going to be with these kids, right? They're among the Ovdei Kuchovim. Their father's gone. Who's going to teach them, right? The Darkei uh, Hashem. So at that point, we get them back. So he says, Now certainly over here, where he sold himself to cannibals, where meaning if we're concerned, not that these kids are going to die, but that they're going to go off to Derech and we want to bring them back. Certainly if this guy is going to be killed by these cannibals, certainly we got to get him back. But the rabbis said to uh, Rabbi how you saw a mummer who yeah but this guy who sold himself to cannibals he's a mummer it's a fellow who does a virus he's a he's a mummer fellow does a virus because they saw him they saw him eating nevelis and trefis omar lehu to which rami says yeah but i'll say that he's not right there's a, the, the the concept of mummer is a fellow who who, who does a virus I guess a various befarhesia, somebody who kind of bets him is not interested in, in, in Torah mitzvahs. Now, there, there, there's, there's two kinds. There's a mumar leteyavun and a mumar lahachis. A mumar leteyavun is a fellow who just can't control his urges. Pasha, he just needs to eat nevelis and trefis. It looks so good. Okay, so it doesn't mean any harm necessarily. It's just he can't control himself. So that's not as serious as the as mumar lahachis, which is... No, it's not about controlling himself. He want, he, 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 he's, he's angry with God and he wants, he wants to, you know, he wants to anger God. He says, God, I don't care. I want to eat nevelis and trefos just to make you angry. So that, so that's a more severe level. So, so Rabbi Ami suggested to these students that, well, yes, I don't doubt that you saw this fellow eating nevelis and trefos, but maybe he was eating it because he, he just, he couldn't control his urges. But he didn't mean any harm. To which they said, that's very nice of you, Rabbi but the truth is we've seen him with kosher meat and non-kosher meat right next to each other. And he could have easily eaten the kosher meat. And even so, he went for the non-kosher meat, i.e. it's not because he just can't control himself. You know, he could have easily just taken the kosher meat and that would have been fine. Um, but... Um, but um, but he did it lahachis. So Omer Lei, so Rami says to this fellow, Zil lo koshavkeli da parkinoch. They're not going to let me uh, um, uh, redeem you because um, yeah, apparently you're not redeemable material. So uh, uh, good luck. <laughs> okay, that must have been a uh, awkward uh, conversation. Okay. Uh, Okay. So now Rishlokish wanted to sort of get rid of these cannibals because cannibals are it's no name that there should be cannibals. So so Rishlokish says, I'm gonna solve the cannibal issue. Now, as Toysfis points out, and don't think I'm fancy, you know, I don't learn Toysfis. The art scroll said Toysfis says it's uh, you know, coin Toysfis, you know. It's a one line Toysfis. Rashi, the toast was at the top of the daf. says, Rishlokish Zov and Nafshi Ludoi Kodim Shechazu Lamuto. Timistam Lohoyo Nazazel Baatzmo Kokach. So the following story Tosfus wants to say was from before 
Rishlakish was uh, Rabbi Yochanan's Chavrusa and the great uh, uh, first generation Amor Rishlakish. Uh, this was before then when he was Rishlakish the uh, the Ganif. Uh, no, I don't know if he was a Ganif, but he was a, a bandit. He was a bandit. So it was it was in his bandit days that um, that um, the following uh, events transpired. Rishlakish Zavin Nafshel Ludoi. Rishlakish sold himself to the cannibals uh, because he wanted to basically rid the world of them. And he took with him a sack that had some kind of heavy metal object in it. Omar, and he said, I have intelligence that, um, I have intel that um, on the last day of your life, before they uh, eat you, they uh, give you a last wish and, and, they'll, and they will um, um, grant it. So, I don't really know what that means. So, it'll make it easier to, so you'll go down easier so that your blood will be sweeter. Uh, I don't know, whatever. They, they give you your wish. So, sure enough, came Rishlakish's supposed final day. And they say, okay, Rishlakish, what do you want to do? He said, what I want to do is, I want to tie you all up and sit you down. And then I would like to proceed and whack each one of you one and a half times. So he tied them up, sat them down. So remember, he, he requested one and a half blows. So he went around and for each one, he would give a, a, a starke blow. And the fellow would pass out. And when he got, you know, knocked on the head with, with, with this sack with a heavy uh, metal object in it, and his, his teeth would like grind together and it almost looked like he was smiling. To which um, Rishlakish, um, 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 uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Rishlakish, um, 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 not cashed in on it, exploited this. What happened to my vocabulary? My vocabulary is gone. Okay, Sharna, is this because I don't sleep enough? Maybe. Is it possible because like, I don't sleep enough? Like I'm forgetting, like my, 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 I just like don't know how to speak anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Nishmaza Chakine Lishine. So anyway, so so to capitalize, to to cash in on, to exploit, uh, I don't know, Shlakish. So he wanted. So basically, the guy got 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 the wind blown out of him, and then his teeth got clenched together when he got knocked on the head by Rishlakish with a heavy metal object, and it looked like he was smiling. To which uh, I can't remember the word. Uh, to which. Um, Rishlakish then says, You're laughing at me. He says, You're laughing at me? Well, I still have another half a blow I can use to finish you off. And like that, he, um, he, uh, he, he killed them all off and that was the last the world ever heard of the cannibals. And then he went home. <laughs> I guess the cannibals weren't particularly bright. I don't know. Or at least somehow they, they, they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Um, now, 
Yosef Ka'ochel V'Shasi. Now, now I guess fast forwarding to, it sounds like when Rishlakish was the great Amora Rishlakish, and um, so I guess he would sit and he would eat and he would drink and he lived a very uh, uh, um, uh, simple lifestyle. And one time he was just uh, eating and drinking. Amor Le'Barte and his daughter says to him, Don't you want like, you know, don't you want to buy yourself something comfortable to sleep on at least? Oh my law, biti, crazy, curry. To which um, Rish Lakish says, my stomach is, 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 is soft enough, is good enough to sleep on. Uh, okay. When Rish Lakish died, he left as an inheritance for his uh, heirs a cave of saffron. Like, not exactly, uh, you know, a humongous uh, uh, inheritance. And nonetheless, there's a pasuk in uh, Tehillim that says that the Nudniks leave their possessions for other people. And even though Rishlokish had barely anything left, all he had is a shtickle saffron to give to his kids. Still, he said, you know, why do you know? I I uh, I left over too much. Um, I guess he didn't. I guess the, the I guess it's like the tzaddikim, like he didn't. I guess it was there was um, sort of idealized. To kind of live with less, and he said, "Look, I even have, you know, I even left over saffron for my kids. He would have wished that he had nothing to leave over, that he wasn't uh, involved too much in in in, the, in these worldly physical matters." All right, very interesting. Okay, he says in the Mishnah, So a fellow who sells his um, field, so he buys back the fruits from the uh, field and he brings Bikurim because of Tikkun Olam. You're going to have to understand what this means. So, so that what the Mishnah says is that if a fellow sells his field to an Oivik in Eretz Yisrael, so what he does is every year when, the, when it's time for the first fruits, he buys the first fruits from the Oivik and he brings those as Bikurim to the Beis Amikdosh because of Tikkun Olam. Fine. Omar Rabbit says the Gemara that says, Rabbi, Af al kinyin You hear that? Let's read that again. Amar Rabbi says, Rabbi, Af That a yid, right, right, there's no, if an Ovid Kochavim buys the field from a yid in Eretz Yisrael, he does not, it's not a sale. It's not, it's posh, it's not a kinyan with regard to true misamastris. And Rashi is going to say later on that that being the case, the yid still owns it in this respect. That, uh, right, that there's still true misamastris. And, um, okay, we're going to see it in Afkamina later for, 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 for Bikurim. But anyways, says Rabba, Right, that with regard to Miser, the that we don't consider it like the Ovikhovim purchased the field. Shinemo's the Pasuk says, that to me God belongs the land, belongs the Kedusha, the holiness of the land that cannot go into the hands of in Ovikhovim. Aval, however, but in Ovikhovim can purchase. Um, uh, um, property in Eretz Yisrael, and it's his property. He could dig uh, ditches and things. Shenema is the positive says, "Hashemayim Shemayim Laashem." That the heavens belong to the Eibushter, the earth not to the Neudim, but the land belongs to the people. 
And therefore, an Ovik can purchase land in Eitz Yisrael and build ditches, you know, dig ditches. No problem. But the, but the Gabi Kedusha, he can't purchase that. Um, uh, the Kedusha Sa'aretz remains. The Reb Allazar Omer says, Reb Allazar, Af al-Pisha yeish kinyin lo'ovit kochovim be'eretz Yisrael la'afkiyo midei ma'iser. Whereas Reb Allazar says, Fakert. He says that even though there's a kinyin to an ovit kochovim be'eretz Yisrael, you know, so that there will no longer be uh, um, uh, it will so that so that it will no longer be chayiv and shumas amasus. Meaning, so if now a yid purchases produce from that field, from that field, if a yid purchases produce from that field, he will not need to separate shumas amasus. Right again, says Rav Lazar, if an ovikachavim purchases a field in Eretz Yisrael, it no longer is in chayiv. It's not chayiv and shumas amasus anymore. And if a yid purchases produce from that field, he does not need to separate shumas amasus. Shinema's puzzle says Digoncha. It says by 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 Trumus Maisa says Digoncha, your grain. Vilod Digan Ovid Kochov, not the grain of an Ovid Kochov. And therefore it would be potter for Maiser. Aval ain kinid lovid kuchov baitisur lachbar baboru shikhnu myris. However, says Rabalazar, an Ovikov cannot purchase land in Eritisrol to um to uh, dig ditches and things. Shinema's puzzle says La Shema Aritz. That the land belongs to the Eivishter. What is the machlokes between Rabbah who says that that even if Avikachavim uh, purchases land, it it retains its kedusha, whereas Rabbi says it does not. So So as Rabbi Lazar said that only the grain of a yid is chayiv and shumis and ma'isus, but if an Avikachavim Purchases it. It's not the goncha. It's not. It, it's not. It's not your uh, produce anymore. Uh, your grain. It's the ovi kochavim. Therefore, it's potter from chumas amasvis. Umaisavar diguncha v'lo digun ovi kochavim. Whereas Rabbi says no. It's diguncha. Your digun. Digun is is um, you know when you harvest grain and stuff. It's not immediately chayiv and chumas amasvis. It's only chayiv and chumas amasvis once it is um, put into a pile and then the pile is flattened out. The top of the pile is flattened out. So. Even if the field is owned by an Ovikachovim, but then a Yid purchases produce and then he kind of, you know, puts it in a pile and flattens it out. And that digun, right, at that point it becomes dagon and it's chayv and chumas amasus. If that happens in the, in the hands of a Yid, even if it's from the field of an Ovikachovim, still it will be chayv in chumas amasus. Okay, fine. Omar Rabba says, Rabba Minola. Says Rabba, how do I know that I'm right? How do I know? How do I know? That even if you sell a field to an Ovei Kachovim, it's still going to be Chayav and Shumas and Masters. Titnan, as we learn in a Mishnah, where is this Mishnah? In Peyo. Haleket v'ashichachov v'apeyo shel Ovei Kachovim. Oh. So if you have an Ovei Kachovim who owns a field in Eretz Yisrael, now there's a locha by the Yidin of Leket Shichachov in Peyo, that if a fellow is harvesting his field, and some of the stuff falls, some of the harvesting stuff falls on the, uh, or some of the grain falls on the floor, or, uh, he forgets to harvest stepis, or Yudavke leaves the corner of a field. All this is for Aniyim. So, the halacha is that when it comes to Leket Shechicha and Peah, so this is left for the Aniyim, and it's considered Hefker. But what if the, um, Ovid owns the field, and he leaves Leket Shechicha and Peah? I guess he doesn't have a chiyuv too, right? There's no mitzvah for an Ovik to leave like a chichach and But if I understand correctly, he does anyways. 
So chayovin b'maiser, when the yid takes it, it's chayov, he has to separate maiser. Elim kenifkir, unless the ovid kochovin was mafkir, the, um, the, um, the, uh, the produce, in which case, if it's hefker, then you don't, you don't have to separate chumas to maisers from hefker. But implying, the Gemara is going to kind of dig into this in a second, but the Im- implication being that the, the leket shechicha and peah of a yid, the field of a yid, so it's memela hefker, therefore you don't have to separate chumas to maisers. But if the field belongs to the ovid kochavim, because he doesn't have the mitzvah of leket shechicha and peah, it's not memela hefker. And since it's not hefker, you have to separate chumas to maisers. So what do we see from this? We see from this that, that if a Ovikochavim owns a field in Eretz you have to separate Chumas and Meisters. Okay, so again, it's not as we learn in the Mishnah, Leket v'ashrichachav v'apeah shal Ovikochavim, the Leket shrichachav v'apeah of an Ovikochavim in Eretz Yisrael, chayovin b'maiser, you have to separate Chumas and Meisters, elem ke'nifkir, unless the Ovikochavim was explicitly mafkir, the produce, in which case it is, um, if it's hefkers, then it's not chayv and shumas samasus. Hey, chidami. Okay, so now we're going to dig into this. What exactly is the case? Ilim with the Yisrael. So if you say that, no, the field is not owned by an ovikochavim, it's owned by a yid. Vilektinu ovikochavim, but an ovikochavim then chapted arayin. Right? Meaning, meaning the yid left the, the like a chichacha and peah for aniim, presumably ania Yisrael. But an ovikochavim comes and he collects it, and then he sells it, he resells it to a Yid. And what we're saying is, the Yid needs to separate Chumas and Masters, Elam can Hifkir, unless, unless the owner was Mafkir. But I'm Mafkir Evikaime. One second, is my neighbor uh, yelling? One second. I, she's saying something, but I think I need to Yanki Lazarit. Um, so, so, Slavzovic Kachom, Flektinu Yisrael, Time, wait, where am I? Ella, imke nifkir. I'm afkir vikaimi. But, nus, nus, what, oh man, uh, come on, oh, the neighbor distracted me. I lost my train of thought, but I, I don't want you to lose your train of thought, so I just got a Yankee Lazar it. So, 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 nu, uh, uh, oh. So we're saying that, okay, it's the field of a yid, and then, and he, he left Lekha Chichachan Peya, and then the Ovikachavim took it, and he's reselling it now, and he's selling it now to a yid. And we're saying that the yid needs to separate chumas and masters unless the the owner of the field, the yid who owns the field, was mafkirit. What do you mean lefkir is mafkirit? Leket shichacha and peya memela is be'etzim hefker already. So what does it mean? Who's being mafkirit? It already was hefker. It's leket shichacha and peya. It's already hefker. So therefore, that wouldn't make sense. So ella lav do So rather, it must be like I explained a few minutes ago that the field is owned. By an Ovid Kichovim, Velektinu Yisrael, and the Ovid Kichovim separated, right, left the Leket Shechicha and Peah, and a Yid collected them. But however, since an Ovid Kichovim doesn't have a mitzvah of Leket Shechicha and Peah, it's not Meme, it's not Be'etzem Hefker. And therefore, he's going to, uh, the Yid is going to have to separate Trumis and Masters. But time of the hifkir, halo hifkir chayv. But if the ovikachavim was davka mafkir, making ownerless this produce, so then the yid would not have to separate chumas and masris. But otherwise, he would have to separate chumas and masris. 
So we see that by default, the field of an Ovi Kachovim is Chayiv in Chumas and Masus. And unless the Ovi Kachovim was Mafkir, this produce, a Yid would have to separate Chumas and Masus. Lo, the Olam di Yisrael, no, we'll say that the field actually does belong to a Yid. It's the field of a Yid. V'lektinu Ovi Kachovim. And he separated, right, and he left Leket Shechach and Peah, and it's Hefker. And then the Ovi Kachovim takes him, and he sells him to a Yid. And we're saying that the Yid has to separate Chumas and Masris unless the original owner was Mafkir them. And if you can say, yeah, but what do you, why would the owner have to be Mafkir them? They already are Hefker. It's like a Shechach and Peah. Look, Leket and Shechach and Peah are Hefker for Yidin. But it's not necessarily Hefker for Novi Kochovim to take it. And therefore, if Novi Kochovim takes it and then resells it, we won't necessarily consider it, uh, consider it to be Hefker. And the Yid who purchased it from Novi Kochovim is going to have to separate Chumas and Masters unless the original owner was Dafka Mafkir, the produce. So this is not a proof. We can't learn, we can't necessarily learn out anything from here regarding the status of a field purchased by Novi Kochovim in Eretz Yisrael because we explained that this Mishnah could be talking about a field owned by a Yid. Toshma, come in here. Yisrael shelokach sode me'ovit kichovim. If a yid purchased a field from an ovit kichovim, ad shelo'ivia shlish. The ovit kichovim had already planted the field, but the, the, it didn't, it hadn't yet grown a third of its growth. Vichaz, and that, right, so, and, and a yid purchased it prior to it reaching a third of its growth. Vichaz, umachrolo, mishaivia shlish. And then the Yid flips it and sells it back to the Evikachovim once already at, once it had already reached a third of its growth. Chayeves be Meiser So it's Chayeves in Meiser because since it was in the, in the possession of the Yid when it reached a third of its growth, it is Chayev in Trumisimasris. It's Chayev in Trumisimasris. Nischayve in lo nischayma lo nischayve lo. And the implication being that it's davka chayv and shumas masters because it reached a third in the uh, possession of the yid. But if it reached a third in the possession of the ovikachavim, it would be potter from shumas and masters. So it sounds like Rabbi Lazar that the that right that the right that if a uh, uh, um, uh, purchases land in Eretz Yisrael, be potter from shumas and masters. Hacha, so we say low. So, answers the Gemara in Nisht. This Mishnah that it's talking about where a Yid purchased the field from an Ovechachavim and then he sold it back to the Ovechachavim after he reached the third, that's in Surya. Surya was this area that was captured by David Melech, but not like Yoshua where it was the whole nation that was going to war to capture Eretz Yisrael. It was, it, this was, uh, David Amelech's conquest. This was his project. It's Kibush Yochid. It's considered not like the, 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 the capturing of all of the Yidden, but the capturing of David Amelech. And it's not considered, uh, capturing Ai. It's not entirely considered like Eretz Yisrael. And it's only Chayv and Shumas Amasus Midir Abonon. 
It's on the Chayv and Shumas Amasus Midirabonon. And because it's on the Chayv and Shumas Amasus Midirabonon, only if it's owned by the Yid would be Chayv and Shumas Amasus, but not if it's owned by Novi Kachovim. And that's why if it reaches a third of its growth in the possession of the Yid, is it Chayv and Shumas Amasus? Uh, but in the possession of the Novi Kachovim, then it would be Potter from Shumas Amasus. But in Eretz Yisrael proper, we wouldn't, or it could be that, uh, that it would be Chayv and Shumas Amasus, even if it's in the possession of the Novi Kachovim. Toshma, come in here. Yisrael ve'ovik kachovim shelokhu sodu b'shutfis. If a um, if if a yid in an ovik kachovim purchased a field together in uh, in partnership, they, they they went into a partnership and they purchased the field together in Eretz Yisrael. A yid in an ovik kachovim. Tevel ve'chulin me'oravin zeboze divrei Rebbe. According to Rebbe. Every single kernel of grain, 50% of it is tevel, because it belongs to the yid. 50% of it is chulin, because it belongs to the avik achavim, who's potter from trumas and masters. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Omer says, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, shall ovid kachavim potter v'sher Yisrael chayv. To Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, no. The half of the field that belongs to the ovid kachavim is potter from Trumas and Masters. The half of the field that belongs to the Yid, meaning when they when they harvest the field and the Ovik Chavim takes half of it and the Yid takes half of it, the half that the Yid has is Chayv and Trumas and Masters. The half that the Ovik Chavim has is Potter. So meaning unlike Rebbe who says that every single kernel is half and half regardless of in whose possession it is. Rabbi Shem Gamaliel says that the half that the Ovik Chavim has is Potter, the half that the Yid has is Tevel, is Chayv and Shumas and Masters. Ad kan do pligi elu de marsovi yeshberu marsovi yeshberu. Now the machlokas between Rebbe and his father, Rabbi Shem Gamaliel, is, is only regarding do we say Brera or not? Meaning, both Rebbe and Rabbi Shem Gamaliel agree that the produce of the Ovik Chavim is Potter from Shumas and Masters. And the, and the produce of the Yid is going to be Chayv in Shumas and Masters, just that Rebbe says we can't know which kernel is owned by who, meaning they jointly own the venture, they jointly own the field, they jointly own all the produce, which means that they jointly own every single kernel of produce. And therefore, every single kernel is 50% Tevel, because the Yid owns 50%, and 50% Chulin, because the, the um, Ovikhov owns 50% of it. And even after they divide it up, that doesn't change anything according to Rebbe because we don't say Brera. We don't say Photoshop. We don't say that Memele, since they divided up and the Yid took half of the produce and the Ovikhovim took the other half of the produce, we don't say the Ovikhovim, we don't say after the fact the part that the Ovikhovim had was really the part that he owned all along and the half that the Yid has is the part that he owned all along, right? Rebbe says, no, we don't say Brera. We can't say after the fact that we like can like go back and, and, and say that everything was perfect all along. And that this is how it was meant to be all along, that the Yid got what, he, what was really his all along and the Ovikhovim got was, what was really his all along. Rebbe says, we don't say Brera. We don't know who owns what. And therefore, every single kernel is 50% the Yid, is 50% the Ovikhovim. Whereas his father of Shimon Gamil says, no, we could say Brera. And therefore we say, look, once they divide it up, we can then go back and say that the Yid got the 50% of the field that was really his all along. And the Ovikochovim got the 50% that was really his all along. And therefore his half is Potter and the Yid's half is Chayv. But Rebbe and his father just argue about 
is each and every kernel 50% tevel, 50% chulin? Or can we say that the Ovid Kuchovim has all of the chulin and the Yid has all of the tevel? But both agree, however, and this is of course the main point, that both agree, however, that the produce of the Ovid Kuchovim is, is chulin. It's part of from Truma Samasa. So we see that a, prop, a field owned by an Ovid Kuchovim and Yitzhak is part of from Truma Samasa, it's chulin. So again, Adkan lo pligi el de my sovereign yesh bear, my sovereign bear, the Abshim Melam says that there's bear, Rebbe says there's no bear. Avaduchuli ama yesh kinin lo vikochov, merit is so lafki amide meiser. But they both agree that the Ovikochov who owns property in Eretz Yisrael, it's chul, right? It's potter from Chumasa Masters, it's chulin. Hachanami besuria, because sovereign kibushach lo shmekibush, to which the Gemara answers, ah, this also is in Surya, which is only chayev in Trumis Emasis Mitra Abonan, and that's why it's part of Benerit Yisrael, it could be that it would be chayev. Fine. Omar, Ravchi Barovan says, Ravchi Barovan Toshma, if we go back to our Mishnah, what does our Mishnah say? Hamocher sodeu lo oivit kochovim, that a fellow who, oh, what, what? It's after three? Wow. A fellow who, in our mission, we said that a fellow who sells his field to an ovikochovim, lokeach umevi bikurim mipne tikun olam. So every single year he needs to buy back produce and separate and, and bring the bikurim to the base of Mikdosh because of tikun olam, mipne tikun olam in midorai selo. So he's only bringing these bikurim because of tikun olam, but not midoraisa. He's not bringing tikurim because he has a chiv midoraisa. Is being bikurim because of tikkun olam. What does that mean? I was kind of uh, sort of setting this up earlier. Rashi explains very interesting. He says that if you say ein kinyan, what does it say? If you say like uh, Rabbi says ein kinyan the ovid kochavim be'eretz yisrael lafkiyah midei ma'aser, that the that the ovid kochavim is incapable, is not able to make a kinyan on the land of eretz yisrael. Vis-a-vis Trumas and Mises. And if he can't make that Kenyan, so if he never made a Kenyan, so who does it belong to? It never left the position of the, right, right, the, 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 the possession of the Yid. If a Yid sells, sells his property to an Ovikachovim in Eretz Yisrael, but we're saying that while the Ovikachovim can make a Kenyan in order to dig ditches, he can't make a Kenyan with regard to the Kedusha to be Kone, the, the, the land to, to, to be motzied from the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. So if he can't, if he's not making a kinyan on that, so then he doesn't own it. Who owns it? He never left the possession of the initial yid with regard to the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael to be chayv and shumas And therefore, if it never left the position, if, if, if the kedusha of the land never left the possession of the yid, well then, the, the, the mitzvah satluyus ba'aretz, including bikurim, is still a chayv on the yid. And therefore, the Yid, every single year, would have to buy back, would have to buy the first fruits from the Ovi Kuchovim who bought it from him and bring those first fruits to the base of Mikdash because the Chiyuv is still on him. He still owns that Kedusha. He still owns the field with regard to the Kedusha Saritz. Rashi says that it's just considered like, the field is just considered like it's on a collateral to the Ovi Kuchovim. But he would, the, the Yid would still have to Bring, you would have a mitzvah, unlike trumas and which is, if you're gonna eat the trumas and you have to first separate it. But bikurim is actually a mitzvah for somebody who owns a field to bring the first fruits to the base of mikdash. And since he still owns it with that respect, he has to buy that, the first fruits every year and bring those to the base of mikdash. So if you say 
that he retains the Kedusha, so then it would be Midoraisa. It wouldn't simply be Tikkun Olam. Okay, so again, so, so, to, um, from our Mishnah, that a fellow who, who, who sells his um, uh, field to so he purchases the first fruits every year and brings them as Bikurim to the base of Mikdash. He only does it because of Tikkun Olam, but not because he has a misfit or Isa to do it. So we see that um, the, 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 he doesn't still own the Kedusha. So Amr of Ashi says of Ashi, Shtei So Rav Ashi is actually very interesting. No, really, you could say that the kedusha, right, that the overkachavim does not uh, uh, is not able to affect the kedusha, and therefore the fellow who sold it still has to bring these bikurim doraisa. However, Shtei takanos the chachamim made two takanos. So initially. They were, right, the owner would bring the Bikur Mido Oraisa, right? You would sell the field to Novikochavim, but because the Kedusha remained, so yes, Mido Oraisa, he would have to purchase those first fruits every year and then bring them to the base of Mikdash to be Mekhaim Nitzvah Bikurim. But Kevon de Chazu, but then the rabbis saw the Kamakre that it would happen, Umizabne, that people would sell their field to Novikochavim, the Savi Bikdusha Sayu Kaimun, because they figured, okay, what's the big deal? After all, the field retains its Kedusha. Okay, I'll have to buy back the first fruits every single year and bring them to the base of Mikdash, but okay, Beseder. But, but okay, so, uh, okay, if, if I need to, I'll do that. So they figured it's not really that big of a deal to sell the land to Enovi Kachovim, in Eretz Yisrael. So Takinu Lehu Delo Leisu. So the Chacham made a Takana that, you know what? Don't bring, you know, if you sell your land to Enovi Kachovim, in Eretz Yisrael, don't bring the first fruits. And they were hoping that by saying, don't bring the first fruits and be over in a mitzvah's essay, it will, it will stop people from selling the land so as not to violate the mitzvah But then when they noticed that, yeah, but what was happening is if a fellow needed to sell the field, he would, he would sell the field and they would um, basically be stuck by the Ovechovim because since he wasn't purchasing the first fruits, right, because the Chacham said not to, so it's basically because purchasing the first fruits, not only are you purchasing the first fruits, but it also kind of like drives home that really wants you to pur- purchase back the whole field. But since the Chacham said, don't bring the first fruits if you sell your field to an Ove Kuchavim, so they were just kind of leaving it there with the Ove Kuchavim. And that wasn't working. So So interestingly, they weren't mevatel their, their Takana, they made another Takana, which was, you know what? No, even if you sell your fruits, uh, your field to an Ove Kuchavim in Yisrael, Buy back the first fruits and bring those as bikurim. So, 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 so basically, yes. Really, when you sell your field to an overkhovmanet Yisrael, the kedusha remains, and you uh, uh, the kedusha remains. The kedusha remains, or at least you can argue that the kedusha remains. And Mido Oraisa, the original owner who sold it, has a chiyuv to bring bikurim. Mido Oraisa. The rabbis, though. Um, wanted to discourage people from selling their land. So they made a takana not to bring the Bikurim in hope that people will stop selling their land. That didn't work. So they made a separate takana that, you know what, do buy it back and bring Bikurim. And that second takana though was just a takana de Rabbanon. Um, that's the tikkun olam to kind of, you know, fix things. Friends, we're going to stop uh, over here. 
Um, I think tomorrow's daf is going to be a little complicated. We're going to finish the uh, parak tomorrow. Yeah, these, I think these next few days are going to be a uh, little complicated. Um, soon enough, actually, in the next parak, which we're going to get up to tomorrow, as the uh, Gemara is about the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which you know it's already Chodesh Tammuz. Um, these are the Gemaras that, that you're allowed to learn on Tisha B'av. Um, so hopefully at least those Gemaras will... Uh, we've, we've had a lot of very intense Gemaras that we've had to work through recently. Um, and and we're, it's, it's not letting up just yet. Chavid, that was Daph and Memzayin of Masech the Gittin. We learned about the fellow who sells himself and his kids to Oiv de Kuchovim. And we said that, uh, okay, you know, if he keeps on doing it, so then we don't uh, purchase him back and we don't get him, you know, Get him back anymore. Then we got into an interesting machlokas between Rab and Rabbi Lazar about um, if a fellow sells his land to an uh, Ovikachov in Eretz Yisrael, does it retain? Rabbi says it retains the Kedusha, um, whereas Rabbi Lazar says it does not. Very interesting uh, machlokas. Um, okay. Friends, that was that from Zayn of Masechta. Again, I hope you enjoy. Peace out.